Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to an episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Um, he's back again, Liam Whiten. I mean, it's one week on, it's, it's one week off, isn't it, mate? It's good to see you. The rope has been changed, I'm back, yep. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, we've we're, had... we're kind of like the football ramble, aren't we? We're just moving around personnel, you know, between the three of us. I was just saying to you on the pre-recording, we've had more lineup changes than the Baltimore Ravens, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, sometimes we've been decimated. We've been looking for extra extra personnel, but we can always rely on well me to be on every <laughs> single show. But um, no, it's good to see you again, mate. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, nice good to, to be back. Yes, yeah, nice talk some talk some football with you. I've noticed that you're only coming on when the Vikings win, which uh, it, it is kind of it's becoming obvious, I think, to the listeners now, especially after the the Lions shambles from last week. It's um, just did co- you want to talk about that at all? Or just... uh, well, no, there's nothing really to say about it. Yeah. Just coincidentally, I wasn't on and we lost to the Lions, but now well, I'm back. Yeah. And won. Yeah, you did win. Um, yeah, another good week of football. It's drawing to a close, my friend. Um, well, certainly for. For the Chicago Bears, anyway. Um, we'll get onto that later in the show. But uh, yeah, Vikings, Thursday night football, 36 29 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not quite sure how it ended up 36 29, considering you were 29 points <laughs> to zero ahead in this game. Um, I want to hear you break it down. So, obviously, the, the, the first half of the game is very good from the Vikings' point of view, but then the second half is exactly what the Vikings have been throughout the whole season. Yeah, the first quarter, I think. That might be the best quarter we've played all season. I I can't fault the team at all. No one did anything wrong. Um, Second quarter was still good, um, maybe better. And then the third and fourth quarter was like 2021 Vikings all over again. Um, Yeah. What do you put it down to? Because I I can't work it out. Is it... it's not. Is it complacency? Is it the players? Is it coaching? I don't necessarily think it's one factor. I think just because it's happened so many times, I think you have to look at Mike Zimmer and say that the coaching is probably not up to scratch and you need to get these, these players in the mindset that if you're coming up with these big leads or any lead in the game, that you've got to keep hold of it. And your biggest problem all year has been keeping hold of a lead. You've had a 7-0 lead or a, a seven-point lead at some point in every single game this season. Which is I'm, nuts. You're six and seven. I'm amazed the Vikings have been looked into for match fixing with the amount of one point leads in a game leading towards it's, the end. Honestly, it's, it's, it's slightly unbelievable. I, I mean, look, it's always interesting if you're a Vikings fan, whether you want it to be or not, because the it's games are always boring. fun. No, it's, it's never boring. And if you were going to pick a team to watch in 2021, everyone would pick um, the Minnesota Vikings because the games are interesting. But yeah, I don't know. It, it puts you in a nice position, though, Liam, because you're at six and seven. You're only one one game behind the NFC wildcard position, which I think actually might be at six and seven, but there's five teams at six and seven. 
um, which is already quite weird. So you, you're still so, in with a really good chance. So at the moment, we've got a 33% chance of getting in the playoffs. But if we win our last four, we've got 99% chance. So destiny's in our own hands, so to speak. Well, it really is when you look at the teams you've got to play. It is, I th- definitely. I, I, I think that's that's a huge thing. Obviously, you play us twice. Yeah. Um, and then you play... Who do you play after that? Rams. Rams. And I think it's the Packers again. That's it. Yes, I mean, it if is. you could, I, I think honestly, if you could win, obviously both the games against us, and then somehow, actually, not even somehow, win against the Rams because they are beatable, and on your day you can beat any team. Um, if you could win three of those games, you're in. I've got no I, doubt about that. I honestly think if we play as we should, we could we should win three games. Like maybe the mm-hmm. odd loss to either you or the Packers because that's what the Vikings do. But yeah, I three games I think is acceptable. Well, that's it. And you've beat the Packers already this season. So, you know, you know you've kind of got their number. You know you can beat them. There's no reason you can't go 4-0. You just don't want to leave it to the last week and make it a win and in um, against Chicago, not only for our friendship, but um, because, you know, it'll come to a point in that game where I want you to win, and I know the Vikings won't. No, we um, won't. If if it comes to that, we're not going to win. That's, I remember when I, the first season I supported us, we had to beat the Cardinals, who were useless, and we lost. Like That just sums up Viking fandom to me, in a nutshell. Yeah, I don't want it to get to that point. I think it will get to that point, because this is the way the Vikings are in 2021. Um, I think it will come down to that week 18 game against Chicago. And I think um, Zimmer will get sacked then. I think both both the catch- <laughs> coaches will get sacked if... Uh, well, Nagy's gone anyway, but if Zimmer fails to make the playoffs, I think he's he's probably gone as well. Um but yeah, let's look at it from the other side of the ball quickly. So Pittsburgh Steelers are at sure. six, six and one. They're not they're not out of it by any no. stretch of the imagination. And they came back quite nicely in this game, actually. Um Big Ben had a nice, especially fourth quarter where they put up twenty one points. Um there was enough for me here on offense to show that they can still be competitive in the AFC, which is again the wildcard race is is wide open. Yeah, so the Steelers have got to play Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. That is tough cross <laughs> to play. I'll take back everything I've just said about Pittsburgh. They've got, they've got no chance. They've got so, absolutely no chance. I think they could win two. Would that be enough to get them in? I think they'll, they'll be struggling. The, the AFC is even more interesting that there is, um, there's a load of teams that are currently on six and seven wins. So the problem is that the Steelers have got that draw as well. Um I, I think they're going to fall short, but I wouldn't be totally, you know, if we, if you'd have came out of this game and the Vikings have beaten you 29 nil, then that's it season over, but at least great. they showed something, you know, yeah, second and, half, they were great. I, yeah, I, I think they played really well. Um, Harris was good, played really mm-hmm. solid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Five yards of carry. Not bad. That's not bad at all. Is it? Not bad. On 20 was impressive. Mm-hmm. Jo- yeah. Johnson yeah. did well. Um, yeah, they've got I, some nice pieces on offense. They really do. It's just, it's just back to Big Ben all over again, which we've said for how many months now? It, it's shown the effects of not having a mobile quarterback and you can't yeah. rely on uh, getting into a game just in the third quarter. You need to do it from the start. And your defense has got to help you out as well. I mean, you know, TJ Watt, I think he went out of an injury in this game. Um, and then to give up 36 points when your team is really built on defense, it's, it's tough. We both had the same amount of first downs, 22. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, 
I reckon 20 of yours came in the first two quarters. They probably did, yeah. It's, a, it's another weird thing with the Vikings, though. Just getting back onto that, you come out of the blocks in games really well, and then you go for about two quarters where nothing happens. Yeah. The the Browns one is one that sticks in in the mind, where you came out first, first score was a touchdown, then there was no points for the rest of the game. Do you remember that Bills game? Was it last year? Well, we just didn't mm-hmm. turn up for the first. Same thing, isn't it? Literally. It's yeah. strange. It, it, to me, it all points back to coaching. Um, yeah, strange. But it's a good win, Liam. It's a good win. and We needed that. I think that's kept the season alive. For... It saved your season because if you'd have lost this, you'd be at five and eight and yeah, you're we'd pretty be much out. cooked. We'd be done, yeah. You know, you're Dalvin Cooked. Oh, that's a point, actually. Dalvin Cook, monster game. Over 200 yards. Him, so He was whether... about this game. He was... We said a while ago he was doing a big game, and he did, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, whether you know, we both think that she, he should be playing or not. I mean, he's on the field, and he he does that kind of thing. He was an absolute game wrecker. So, you know, fair play to fair play to Dalvin Cook. Um, just football wise on that. Okay, let's um, let's move on to some of the games from Sunday. Uh, we'll go to an overtime game: Buccaneers thirty-three, Bills twenty-seven. Uh, so at one point in this, the Buccaneers are twenty-four three up. I think it was at half time, and the Bills came back nicely in this to uh, to take it to overtime. But um, that man, Tom Brady, found Brashard Perriman. I mean, where's he come from uh, for a forty-six yard score, and that was the game. But Liam, what do you make of this one? So before we get into it, can we just talk about Tom Brady's rushing in this game? Oh man, that man <laughs> is quick. He is, isn't he? Um, yeah, that was interesting. He's forty-four <laughs> years old. I mean, it's it's nuts. He's 44 years old. And you, when you look at him compared to the mobility of the quarterbacks like Matt Ryan or or Big Ben, as we Big talked ben. about, who are, like, who are six years younger than him, it, it, Tom Brady's incredible. He's the best player in the NFL. Average nearly two and a half yards a carry. <laughs> oh, monster. That's probably better than some running backs this week. I, I was going to say, that puts a lot of teams to shame. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, so going to the game, um, first half Bucks. That was standard procedure for me. Turned up, did their job really good. Mm-hmm. Bills, I think the Bills just didn't... I watched this game. The Bills just didn't turn up to me. They were awful in the first half. Didn't do anything. They couldn't get going on offense. The defense weren't there. Special teams, nothing there. Like, yeah. The offense was a weird one. It was the first time, I think, in 20 years that a running back didn't touch the ball for the Bills in a first half of a game which is incredible. I mean, if, if you're going to have any luck in any form of football, you need to run the ball. Um, so they sorted that out in the second half, which it did help them. And Josh, and Josh helped, Allen yeah. especially, um, designed runs for Josh Allen worked brilliantly because 12 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. And then that opens up everything else because then you get Singletary, I mean, only four carries, but for 52 yards. I mean, that's a, that's a decent chunk. That's what they were missing in the first half. But if you're the Buccaneers, all Tom Brady had to do was just pick those passes. Yep. And he was doing it so nicely to Gronk, to Mike Evans, to Chris Godwin. I mean, when you've got these kind of weapons, I mean, to me, I think they're the most complete team in football. Offensively, 100%. anyway. Yeah. 100%. I can't argue. with you look who they've got pieces-wise, you... Yeah. Even Leonard Fournette, mate. I mean, exactly. 90, he's, he's doing six yards of carry in this game. I mean... You know, he left Jacksonville and he's turned into a completely different player under under Tom Brady. Players get better under Tom Brady. Yeah. I think I think everyone can see that now. Agreed. Um, yeah, would you... I, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to start talking about the MVP season because it is coming up. 
Um, is Tom Brady a favorite from, he's my favorite for the MVP at the moment because I, I, he's just amazing. I can't look beyond him at the moment. Who else? Who Who's playing better than him? Put it that way. Maybe only in the last three weeks, I say Rogers, but not over the course of the season. I think Brady's been better than Rogers. It's between those two. Um, or maybe uh, Jonathan Taylor as well, because he's had an outstanding year, but it's not often you get a running back winning it. A running um, back quite unfortunately. No, I mean, this puts the Buccaneers at 10 and 3 now, so, and almost seals up their division. So, you know, they're having a lovely old time. Um, but the Bills, we tipped the Bills for, I mean, I tipped the Bills for a Super Bowl, and they're at 7 and 6. They're in a little bit of trouble in the AFC because there's a lot of teams, let's say, around that 7 6 win mark, and they've still got to play the Patriots, the Dolphins, around this kind of mark. So it's a, a big four weeks for the Buffalo Bills. Season defining, isn't it? Yeah, massive. I mean, yeah. What, what do you think it is? What do you think the change has been? Um, to me, it's been, you know, Diggs hasn't been used as much. Allen's not been running as much. The defense has been good, but it's been found out against really good running teams. Um, that That's what it's been for me. Can you see any any difference from, from last year? To me, Allen hasn't played any worse. I, I'd mm-hmm. say he's... It, the same or better I don't know is it teams have found them out with the plays and the schemes post to last year and as you said Diggs isn't being as used as much is that another reason why because they're double teaming him and so they can't get the ball to him or they're trying to change the playbook around I don't think there's a single answer it's hard no start, they're they're a weird team to find out I've been trying to work them out ever since that Jacksonville defeat which it just looks ridiculous now yeah. um, to think that that happened. But yeah, strange team. They've got a lot of work to do, Buffalo. Um, I'll tell you what, it was impressive they pulled it back in the fourth, wasn't it? That was... Yeah, I, I think you're right. If you get blown out in this game, then I think you've, you're asking real questions. But if you're a fan in Buffalo, you can look back and think, well, at least they've tried. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At least they've come back and they've come back against probably the best team in the NFL. That's... So, that's yeah, I, I don't um, think you can complain really for... It's just... The, first quarter two you sort of do yeah that's it I mean that's the, I think that's the way you got to look at it but yeah good game really good game it was always going to be a good game on paper um and I'm glad it I'm glad it pulled through all right let's um let's move on to uh, another overtime game in the late window so Bengals 23 49ers 26 um two teams that I think have surprised both of us Liam in terms of what they've been able to do this season certainly have <laughs> especially from where, where they were at the start of it, the Bengals especially. Um, I, we'll start with the 49ers because they're at seven or six now. They're, I think they're, they're comfortable in the wildcard positions in the NFC. Um, I like this 49ers team, man. Like, I like the way Jimmy Garoppolo's playing. Um, I like the way their running game's working. And I love George Kittle. My God, this, 13 receptions, 151 yards and a touchdown. Monster. They're, they're they're starting to hit form at the right time for me. Like this mm-hmm. is the time when you want to do it for the playoffs and postseason, and they're doing it. Um, I like to say though, just about the Bengals, Mixon, he was incredible. What a game yeah. he had! Always really is. Good. Yeah, Always. He, he's had a he's had a brilliant season. Um, well, I want to say from Joe, Joe Burrow's point of view as well, because Joe Burrow was outstanding. Um, T Higgins, fantastic. Jamar Chase, awesome. It was just it was just a really fun game of football. It was. It was like a Madden game to me where everyone was just going for it. Like, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it was it was it was a weird week in the NFL because um 
a lot of teams were giving up leads, but then winning the game. Like the Buccaneers did it, um, the Vikings did it, and the 49ers did it in this. They were 26 up. But I, yeah, I just loved it. Saying about teams, I have to admit, I do really like watching the Bengals this season at the moment. They're a good team to watch. They're just fun. Yeah. You know I mean, th- these teams are just fun to watch, for, especially for the Bengals, a franchise that has not had a fun team to watch for so many years now. They deserve it. They absolutely Agreed. deserve it. And Joe Burrow looks like a... It, you know how some players, they come out of the draft and they just look like absolute ass. especially when you're getting picked at number one. Joe Burrow is not one... Of, this guy is going to be an elite quarterback for a number of years. If they can continue to build like this... Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm the, hopeful the other for division, it. The other, other team's division should be worried, seriously concerned. Well, that's it. The AFC North is all... It's all pretty bunched together now yeah um you've got the ravens on eight wins and then the bengals and browns on seven wins and the steelers on six wins so there's a huge chance here for the bengals to win the division um especially when we don't know what's going on with lamar jackson after his injury in the in the ravens game so if i'm the bengals yeah it's it's annoying that you've lost this game it would have helped obviously to to your record to win it but you're not you're by no stretch of the imagination out of this You've got a great team with a great quarterback and nearly everyone's healthy. I like them to make the off-season. Rest of their games. Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Yeah, I think they're in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think they are as well. That's free. I think they get free wins out of that quite easily. Yeah, I think they'll probably have to, but I think think they will. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see them in the post-season. They've been entertaining all year. And same for the 49ers. Um, I think they'll have a great chance of making this wild card position. The NFC is slightly weaker when it comes to the wild card. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd like to see Jimmy G post season again. See what, see what, because he's going to be annoyed, isn't he? And he's going to seriously want to turn up and play. So, do yeah. you know what? He's been pretty good. He's done yeah. enough every single week to keep his job. Yeah. When you think, when you think that tra- there's got to be a lot of pressure on Kyle Shanahan to play Trey Lance. Because start he, of the season, we were all saying. How long is he going to last? This isn't going to last. And he's proved everyone wrong, hasn't he? He's just done exactly what he needs to do. And, and that's, what he's always, that's what he's always done. He's never been amazing. Mm-hmm. He's just done his job. And he's been always got Always got to be his middle, of the, middle yeah. of the road. And then you get your big playmakers involved. Let's say Kittle, Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel. You know, these are the players that are going to win you games. And their defense is great as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I like them, man. I like them to do something in the off-season, the 49ers, and I like the Bengals to do something as well um, in the so, post-season, sorry. And just, yeah, let's just have a good time. Let's have a good time, Liam. Exactly, you that's know, what we need. It's nice to watch teams that you can enjoy watching that aren't your own, because I yeah. can't enjoy watching the Bears. Do you know what I mean? Like, I you probably enjoy- can't enjoy you can't enjoy the Vikings because you're shitting your pants every time a game comes around. Oh, yeah, fourth quarter, I think we're going to blow it every time. Exactly. You've never got to a point in this season in the fourth quarter where you can actually enjoy it or you feel comfortable. Mm. So it's good to it's good to have other teams. That's why I love the NFL, because you can have these other teams. It's not like football. Um, you can appreciate other teams a lot more than you I can feel like with the NFL, you can appreciate different players more so than in football. Because I feel like yeah. in football you'd put rivalries aside, but in the NFL you can go Oh, he's just a great athlete. He was a great player, so to speak. Or... Well, that's it. If someone said to me anything about Tottenham, I'd think, oh, piss off. Like, if, if, if someone said to me something about, I don't know... Um, the Vikings? Or the, the Vikings, yeah. It's like, I love Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think I've bigged up Kirk Cousins all year. I mean... You, even, Phelan, you said MVP. I didn't say that. That was... 
I said he'll get an MVP vote, and I still think he will. I, I think he's he's played pretty well. Um, last week was um, his worst game, and he still didn't play that badly. They weren't my words. They were the words of shaking Stevens. But anyway. <laughs> Damn right. Let's shake in Evans. Damn right. Damn right. All right. Let's, uh, let's move to let's Monday go. night football. Uh, Cardinals 23, Rams 30. This was another good game. Blimey. Good games Great everywhere. Game. This um, was a good week, wasn't it, in total? Yeah, it was a good week, you know. And this was a good win for the LA Rams because um, I honestly they thought the Cardinals were going to win this at the end. Did you? Yeah. Well, when they got the onside kick... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really thought they would. I thought they'd have enough um, in the tank to win this. I thought they'd have a play or two to. Well, to even win even when it was down to, there was under a minute left, and they were like midfield, and he just sort of was doing short passes. I still thought mm-hmm. they were going to do it. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the. I suppose you're not going to win every game, are you? So it's just one of those things. You're not going to win every game, and. But I tell you what, they they really made it interesting. I mean, Kyler threw the ball forty nine times in this game. Um, just four hundred yards, just just your average yeah, exactly, game. just nearly four hundred yards. I mean, yeah, all right, he didn't have any touchdowns and he did have two picks, but you know, um, he, he he still moved the ball around. His deep ball was incredible. I, I think you let him off with those stats, don't you? Yeah, and I look at Matthew Stafford as well. We said what we what we did about Matthew Stafford. Um, last week saying that we're getting the Stafford version that we saw at the Lions. They played fucking well in this as well. I mean... Well, well, this is Stafford, though. He has one good week and he doesn't another. So, to me, it's still the same Stafford. I mean, yeah, no, I think you're right. But he'd he done it at the point where he needed to. Yeah. Because if, if this was the Rams last year and it was Jared Goff, he wasn't doing anything. Whereas Stafford is thrown for 300 yards, three touchdowns, um, at a completion percentage of 75%. And getting everyone involved. Odell Beckham has turned into a massive part of this offense. Should be. You should and, be building a team around him. And that's what it, they're doing. And it's working. It is. And Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup. I was going to say him. What a game. Ridiculous. He is, he's, he's already at 1,500 yards this season. He's, a, he's the NFL's leading touchdown scorer. I think level with James Conner, who also got two in this game. He, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, honestly, he is incredible. These are numbers that these are like Randy Moss numbers. I saw Jefferson's got similar numbers to him, but yeah, he he's he's playing ridiculous, isn't he? It's unreal. A, How, a, third, a third round pick out of East Washington. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. It just shows you can get these kind of gems. It took him a while because he he had a connection with Jared Goff, but nowhere near this kind of um, connection that he's got with Stafford. He just he finds himself open all the time. His, his knowledge maybe, of the game may, is incredible. Maybe Beckham or someone coming in has really sort of helped him. Do you know what I mean? Having someone like a mentor. It helps yeah. having it helps having the second receiver because Robert Woods obviously went out. Takes the pressure off. Yep. It does take the pressure off. Obviously, he is the number one receiver in LA. But where you've got another very decent wide out, it does still take the pressure off. And Van Jefferson has come on brilliantly as well. well I just meant like in training, like just as a mentor and as a guy. It helps. Like, he must help him. I mean, Cup's been good all season, though. Yeah, that's the has, thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. And what I think really helps is that he, he gets brilliant coaching because Sean McVay is an is an outstanding coach, um, especially offensively, and he's, he's massively helped. And I just think that even though we talk about Stafford in the way that we do, he is a huge improvement on Jared Goff, you know, and he showed it in this game. And this is exactly why they gave up the first round picks. 
yeah. because this was a game they needed to win and they did win and puts them in a very nice position at nine and four. Um, and the Cardinals now at 10 and three. So, you know, it's, it's getting close again in the uh, NFC. That's what, what we want. That's what we want, mate. Although what it has done is put the Packers as a number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. Anyway, next item. Dever. Devastating. But we're not worried about the Cardinals here, are we? They play pretty no. well. Um, they'll find themselves comfortably into into the postseason. So, yeah, I've got no worries about them. I just love watching both those teams play again. Just just fun games. Um, all right. Uh, Browns-Ravens. So, Browns 24, Ravens 22. Good God. This was another game where I just you couldn't work out what was going on. I mean, Lamar Jackson goes out of the game. Um, I think at 24-7. So Tyler Huntley comes in, somehow gets the Ravens back to to just two points behind. They get the onside kick at the end and then the Browns defense somehow shuts them out. But Liam, this was another cracker, mate. I honestly thought the first two quarters were like the Browns from last season. They were absolutely brilliant. This was, Mm -hmm. we said, last time I was on, we said they need to have a big week and that that was it. Um, the Ravens, they're an absolute free fall at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, look, we speak to Bodge a lot, obviously, who's who's been on the podcast, and and he makes he does make a good point saying that there's a lot of injuries, and there are a lot of injuries, but I also think a, a lot of teams are dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, but I I thought the way Tyler Huntley played in this was was pretty good to come back to a point where all they needed was a field goal. They just couldn't get that field position. Um, to get 270 yards and not win the game is... There's worse backup QB stats than that, aren't there? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I really think that he played... He really did play pretty well because... Uh, he, he might get himself a starter job next year. If he's playing like this for the... If he's into the end of the season, if Jackson's not playing and he's getting 300 yards a week, someone's going to pick him up. That's it. I mean, you've got to, you've got to think sometimes that these backup QBs are playing for their livelihoods. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he had a really solid time of it. And if Lamar Jackson is going to miss a couple of games, I'd feel more than comfortable with Tyler Huntley coming in. I mean, he started that game against us and beat us. There's, um, worse, there's worse starting QBs than him at the moment, I've seen. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that at all. Um, it's tough for the Ravens because they are losing players left, right and centre. And you don't want to see it. You want to see every team. No, of course. But um, that's why the season's a slog because this is what happens. You lose players. Yeah, this is unfortunately the nature of the beast. But I, huge I want to win see for the, the Browns. Huge oh, win for the huge, Browns. Massive. I was just going to say it's a shame for the Ravens because you want to see them in the playoffs to play the Titans again. But yeah, great, great for the Browns. Um, I'm pleased they're back on form, and I'm sure our mate Ivan will be happy. So that's what we want. Yeah, that's it. Browns at seven and six. Baltimore still at um, eight and five. So. You know, they're still in a pretty comfortable position. Um, they just probably need a couple more wins and they'll find themselves in the postseason um, pretty comfortably. So they should be fine. But yeah, it's nice to see the Browns win this game because I didn't want to see them go to six and seven. No, um, I didn't. And they've, I think they've got quite a nice little run in after this. They've got uh, Raider, uh, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. So if you get two wins there, um, two or three wins, then... It's, I tell you what, Liam, it's turning into a lovely end of the season, isn't it? You've got so many teams at six and seven wins. This is what you want, like teams on the verge of playoffs or failing. Like this is why we follow sport. Like this is what you want. It's going to be good. 
There's only there's only six teams I can, or maybe five teams that I, that I can think that are completely out of it. You've got um, Houston, Jacksonville, Chicago, um, and then both the New York teams, and Detroit, obviously. So I was going to say we mentioned Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone else has got a chance. Yeah, everyone else is at five wins plus. It's it's ridiculous. I don't think I've seen a league this open for years. In all honesty, yeah, it's it's good to see. Really good. Who's not going to make it then? What? Who? Who are you saying? Oh man, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously so. You look at we can just look at the AFC North now and think that it's Browns, Ravens, Bengals. Probably one of them isn't going to make it. Um, I think if the injuries continue, uh, continue, it might be Baltimore, um, but you never know. Or it could be the Browns. I think the Bengals will make it. Um, and then if I'm looking around the the AFC, I think Miami might just fall short. I think Washington will fall short in the NFC. Um, yeah, I, I think I it's going to be teams like that. I think Baltimore could fall short. Sorry. Yeah, I think Baltimore will fall short, and I think Buffalo could fall short. Buffalo, really? Yeah. I just... Oh, or well, oh, they'll sneak and get a wild card. I don't know. They're just not consistent enough for me at the moment. No, no, I, I can see it. When you lose 9-6 to the Jags, I mean, at any point in the season, you're going to be questioning it. So, Liam, the big question is, are the Vikings going to make it? Are we going to make it? Well, we should, but this is the Vikings. <laughs> so I'm going to say, no, we're not going to make it. All right, well, it, it moves us on quite nicely to our segue for the um, preview of Week 15, because for the first time this season, it is my team against your team. This is why everyone um, tunes in. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what they've been waiting 15 weeks for. Exactly. Um, terrible content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's talk about it. So it's Monday Night Football. I don't see how the Bears have ended up on primetime two weeks in a row. But uh, they didn't completely let themselves down on Sunday night. They did manage to put up 30 points I think the first just, time this season. They've just put it on because it's a divisional game and they probably thought both teams would be doing better than they were. So that was, I'm guessing, their logic. How many, many you've got, months ago? You've got to look at look at this. Look, obviously, I'm excited that I get to see another game of Justin Fields and stuff like that, and hopefully another four games um, of Justin Fields. But if I'm looking at this from your point of view, Liam, this is get the job done as quickly as you can and just enjoy the fourth quarter. <laughs> because <laughs> the thing, I'll, be a, I'll be asleep at this point. Well, that's it. The thing is, if you take a large lead against Chicago, <laughs> we're not coming back. That that's the thing. The only the only way you lose this game is is if you don't take a big lead in the first two or so three quarters. We don't win at Soldier Field. But you don't win against us recently. We've beaten you no. five out of the last six times. I I honestly think if we were playing, I'd be more confident playing you at home just because of our not necessarily because of home advantage, just because we seem to do much better. Yeah, cold night at Soldier Field on a Monday night. It's going to be tough. You know, it, yeah. is, it is going to be difficult because you think that you're used to playing in a in a dome stadium. This is going to be outdoors. It's going to be fucking freezing. Um, and Chicago are used to playing in that weather. But Well, we are used to it because we're used to Green Bay, Chicago and the other teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I'll ask you for a prediction then. What are you going to say? Um, I'm not going to go in my heart. I'm going to go in my head. I think the Vikings win this. I'm not going to say comfortably because the Vikings never win it comfortably. I'm going to go 27-21. I'm going to say it goes to the fourth quarter and the Vikings win. 
Oh yeah, this, there's no way this isn't a close game at the end. I, I, I hope you got your matchsticks to stay up till 5am because we're going to need it, aren't we? Well, luckily I'm off work the next day and the next week, so I've got time to recover. Um, and I, sh- I should be good to go. But yeah, man, I mean, I, look, I don't, get, I don't care about um, how many losses that, that we take this season. All I want to see is Justin Fields playing well. That's course, the only thing that's, that's important to our team. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. How do you think he's going to do against our D line? Because that is going to be a tough matchup for him. Well, the problem is that we haven't got an O line, um, and he gets rushed every single time. Um, so I think he was he was pressured on fifty three percent of his dropbacks on Sunday, which it, I mean that's just it's impossible to get anything done. And he still played well, you know, he still played really well. So. You know, he's a brilliant talent. I really do think he'll be the the face of this franchise for a long time. But he has to get some protection. And without that protection, it's it's just going to be a really tough end of of the season for him. I know it too well about O-line, so you're speaking to the choir here. Yeah. Mate, your O-line's giving up the least sacks in the league. Yeah, but what I know, but I'm used to having a poor O-line. I'll give me me left bollock for that. (laughs) Well, I mean, we've, many, we've, we've given up the most. But how many years did we have a shit O-line for? So I'm, I'm used to it. That's what I'm trying to say. So I know what it's like. Fair point. I do want to give a shout out to Robert Quinn because uh, he is on 14 sacks at the moment. He's only two behind the, the league leader. He's had an incredible comeback season, really. So fair that's play. Some good num- that's some good numbers, those. Good numbers. And I want to see him flatten Kirk Cousins at least once. Because, you know, although I do kind of want you to win this game, I do want to see him get munched. I'm sure Kirk Cousins will take a hit or two. It wouldn't be a normal game. I just need something to cheer. <laughs> it was, I'll tell you what, Liam, it's going to end up being like 9-6, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. What, with nine points scored in the first quarter? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're at three quarters, <laughs> zero points for all the teams. Um, I'll, be right, ringing you, I'll be ringing you at 4am to make sure you're still awake. I'll be fuming. Let's take a look at some of the... We'll run through some of the other games quickly. One game that we won't be looking at is Jags-Texans. Uh, Jags I was really looking forward to that. Uh, I'll tell you what, Liam, there's some, there's some Saturday night football games. Sure, uh, I, got, love this t- I love this time of the season for this. Yeah, we've got Browns-Raiders uh, 9.30 Saturday night. Love it. Oh, Saturday night fever. That'll do. That's not a bad game. Also, Saturday night, well, Sunday morning, um, is a game that should be really good. So... Indianapolis against New England. Um, New What's England a coming up. Yeah, New England. Well, actually, both these teams coming off their bye week. Um, so, yeah, this should be an absolute cracker, mate. New England on a seven-game winning streak. The Colts look in, well, brilliant, really. Um, ever since they started zero and three, this should be a, this should be a cracker, Liam. An absolute cracker. It's almost worth staying up for, isn't it? Saturday night. Well, I mean, if if anyone could be tempted, I mean, I definitely can be. You so, get your old Chad Heineken out, you have a great time. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't mind if it. Do you mean Taylor Heineken? Yep. Who's Chad? <laughs> His um, terrible brother who you picked. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's at a frat party somewhere. Exactly, hey, Chad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's so one of them. No, this is, this is a good game. I mean, two really good running teams. Um, obviously, with Jonathan Taylor, the Patriots have been brilliant at running all season. Um, two really good defences. I can't call this one. I I really can't. I think my head says uh, Colts. I'm Patriots. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games, isn't it? It's just one of those games where... I think this will go to the fourth quarter. I don't think this will be a blowout. 
by any means. No, I think I think this should be game of the week, or at least on paper, I think this should be game of the week. Agreed. Um, man, those Patriots! I tell you, they've they've absolutely come out of nowhere. They really have. Um, all right, they're talking of two more teams in the AFC. We've got Chargers, Chiefs. Um, obviously, I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. The way he played on on Sunday was genuinely incredible. Um, that guy's an MVP waiting to happen in a couple of years' time. But um, we quickly get on to Kansas City because they beat the Raiders 48-9. <laughs> um, it looks like they found their offense again and their defense is playing at a level that is going to win them a lot of games. Um, yeah, I, they're on a five-game winning streak. I like them, Liam. I like the Chiefs. They're back. Yeah, I think... I think Herbert's going to get some silly numbers, old mate. But I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs. This should be high scoring, right? Yeah, I think this could be a a basketball game score. Because as as good as I think the Chiefs' defence is, and I I really do think it's good, good offence beats good defence. Agreed. And I love the fact that Keenan Allen's back for this game for the Chargers. I love what Mike Williams has been doing, Austin Eckler, and the way that Herbert's playing. I'm going to say it, mate. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Wow. I'm having it. I'm absolutely having it. Um, it's at SoFi Stadium. Um, I think they'll put, put on a performance to their 10 to 15 fans. Um, yeah, like them. Like them a lot. But that's that's not saying anything against the Chiefs. I think they're a brilliant team and both these teams will end up going to, to the postseason. I'm taking the Chiefs, I'm saying. We disagree on nearly everything. Most things, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, I mean, it'd be shit if, shit if we agreed. Um, we're, like, we're like an 80s sitcom odd couple, aren't we? Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. that, is, that is completely a nice uh, <laughs> modern reference there, mate. <laughs> the, the, the listeners will get that one. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, do we have to, we don't have to talk about, talk about the Broncos, do we? No, no, we don't have to do that. Uh, I'm going to give, give you a game. Uh, go on. Ravens-Packers. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Ravens Packers. This is nice. This will be nicer if I know that Lamar Jackson's playing. Um, because as much as we just beat up Tyler Huntley, playing the Packers is very different from playing the Browns. Man. Yeah. Um the Packers were so good against us. Aaron Rodgers was so good. I mean He's back he's, to his old form, isn't he? He's playing at a level that he was last year when he was the MVP. I mean, he's take it's like he's taking everything personally. Um, he's, he's, he's playing some incredible football. What worries me about the Ravens here is that, that they're lacking so many cornerbacks that I, I, I think the Packers will, will just wipe the floor with them. I really do. I can I can see this being a big double-digit defeat. Yeah, I think the deep balls are going to get them every time. Well, that's it. You look at Marquez Valdez-Scantley, and he's always 85 yards up the pitch. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, um, yeah, I love them to win this game by a lot of points because the Ravens just can't figure out an offense even when Lamar's in the game. So, yeah, Packers, Packers big time, mate. Yeah, I agree with you, unfortunately. Should we talk about Bucks Saints? Nah. That's, uh, no, I don't want to talk about that, actually. I don't want to talk about Taysom Hill. Um, I think the Buccaneers will clinch the division on Sunday night football. All right, mate. Um I think that's it. I think that's all we need to talk about in week 15. I think I that think is, we, you know, yeah. Don't think we need to go through too much, too much more. Obviously, it's going to be an emotional uh, Monday night for us and we'll talk 
Um, well, I, do you know what? I, I wasn't meant to be on next week's show, but I am going to come on to next week's show, I think. Cause you can call that, in as a listener, can't you? Yeah, that's it. I, I might do a pre-recorded message that um, we could we could chuck on there because because of our game. But yeah, no, it'd be it's just been it's been a really good season. I'm sad that we've only got four weeks of regular season left because it really has flown by. My fantasy season's done now because uh, didn't make the playoffs for the first time ever. Uh, I know you um, feel now, Lou. Um, I am currently top of the predictions league. I'm beating Bodgers currently, so I'm gonna... oh f- things you love to hear. So that's I thought you'd like to just throw that one out there. So yeah, the best bit is he'll be devastated that you're beating him. I know that's that's why I'm not going to gloat yet. Let's wait till the end of the season, but. Yeah. Do you reckon, Liam, on the last day of the season that um, not only are you going to lose the predictions thing, but the Vikings are going to lose to the Bears and oh, it's all going to go Pete Tong and I'm going to have to call round and make sure you're okay. I'm going to have to bet. Can I bet money on it now to happen? Because it will. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure you can, yeah. I'll have, yeah. To, <laughs> I'll have to check in with Beth to make sure that you're still <laughs> still around. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably say, why is he swearing? <laughs> yeah, like, why has he just walked out at 4 a.m.? Um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. See you in September. Um, all right, mate, before we go, we don't have any other business, I don't think, that we need to go through. No, I don't yeah. think so. I'll check if we've got any news hits, because normally when we record, there is news. Um, no. Well, there's just been a lot of COVID cases. I think what's been going on with the NFL at the moment is slightly worrying with the amount of um, players that have been put onto the COVID list. It's the most that we've we've seen in in the two seasons of covid so it's definitely something to keep an eye on before um your games whoever you support just to make sure that you know they're not out and something to keep an eye on in the week obviously you've got Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero uh, Leon White and you've got all the big insiders exactly mate um, the big ones <laughs> yeah uh, but no i don't think we've missed anything mate we might as well just give a a quick shout out to the socials while yep. while we're on all the usual sites fourth and out pod all the crap and good ones. God, you deliver that so well. What can I say, mate? Professional. Mm. Yeah, well, we, we don't joke around. We don't. we don't. We know we've got listeners all around the world and we want them to make uh, make them feel included. So, yeah. Exactly. At 4th and Out Pod. Um, yeah, feel free to tweet us whenever um, and someone or will email, come back to you. E- email us. Um, and we'll yeah, I mean, six you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go full 2010 and send us an email. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, we're getting bored of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the same Google email coming up all the time. Uh, good stuff. No, it's been a pleasure, Liam. Um, yep. I'll be on at some point next week to. Uh, I'd like you to show your face just it. so we can talk about, even if you just come in just to talk about Vikings Bears. That'd be good to hear. I think I've earned a week off. I think yeah. I've earned a week off. Well, to me, yeah, I uh, think you, you are, you're owed a bye week. We've all had one. So yeah, I think it's your turn. You've, well, you've all had a few. I've done every single episode of this show. It's like uh, it's your own podcast yeah. or something, isn't it, really? Well, it's like, well, it's yours as well. But, I mean, I was a bit disappointed I didn't end up on the New Year's Honours list on, <laughs> from the Queen for services to NFL podcasting. But maybe, maybe spot, next year. To Spotify and other Apple and the other sites. Yeah, uh, any places you can get all, all good podcasts. And this or one. bad ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, on that bombshell, um, I think it's yeah. time to leave. Liam, Indeed. thanks for joining, mate. Yeah, thanks. Um, have a good week. I'm sure I'll speak to you soon. And Skull Vikings. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had to get it in. I had to. Yeah, nice. Bear down, baby. Um, thanks for listening and speak to you all soon.
Thanks for listening. Bye.